This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Maybe a little bit of bonus content That's right a great there idea, for you. Why do we have wires and... <laughs> These big, whatever you call them, that have to go in. There, there the is a, inches. there is an adapter. There is an adapter we can use where you can use wireless earbuds, really? and there's an adapter that plugs into the the quarter inch. There absolutely is. I gotta find. I gotta get the the tech on it. Real I quick. want that for Christmas. Okay. 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 All right. Working we'll on. See, it. We'll see what we can do there. All right. Because Santa didn't answer the believe people. Oh my gosh. So just a reminder. Well, he didn't. That's all that commercial was. Just you a, never watch. I know. I've seen. I saw it now. Is just a reminder. Tomorrow is Peaceathon, five thirty a.m. to seven p.m. Whatever you can do to support the cause and my possibilities. If it's just listening, we love when people count the hours along with us and let us know how many hours they have been listening. If you can spread the word to anybody that you think might be interested in donating or bidding or whatever the case might be that would be tremendous and for the 806 kevin you better be locked in you're one of us after yesterday's quiz <laughs> i am absolutely currently what does that also, mean? i i support i support the mexican national team okay as they go up against poland in their group c opener and it took three minutes for a soccer player to pretend that they blew out their ACL is all right, yeah, it's just his head that his got hurt, run. Kevin. It's okay. not his ACL. All right, but That's here's a real painful oh, he got touched. Yeah, the guy, dude. The yeah. guy with his uh, forearm slightly touched his <laughs> ear hole. I want to talk about analytics and football in just one second, but first, can we all agree that soccer players are amazingly, physically, incredibly fit, but they're also soft because. How every World Cup match doesn't have an injury report that 17 ACLs were blown out, I have no idea because you see that all the time. If there is ever a slide tackle, someone is going to act like they got shot. It's the Luca special. Man, and Mike said that yesterday. This is where Luca learned it yeah, from. Yeah. He, I, he I refuses right. to play defense. Those guys are those He's guys so are considered artists, Kevin. Like there, it's an art to fall and draw a foul of some sort yeah, and be able to do that. And maybe it's just gamesmanship, and I'll get yelled at by the soccer people. How many times do they fall down and lay there because they're tired? Because come on, man, how many of us have ever run that? And that's much? fine. That's a totally different I, thing. Ruben's I like, have, I Ruben yeah. raised his hand because he can't talk. Yeah, no, that's right. And by the way, Ruben <laughs> is running our board today. He has laryngitis, so. Maybe we'll just make some comments for Ruben and allow him, and we'll tell you what we think he thinks along By the, the way, way, I don't think it would matter, but I would literally give Luka Doncic $1,000 to his charity or to him. He probably doesn't need the money, but to a charity of his choice. If for one whole game he got up quickly and ran back on defense and never engaged 
in a referee for just one game, he can't say that was a foul. He can't throw his hands up. He can't stare at the ref after making a basket. Just one game of not engaging for one second with a referee, and then if you fall down, you have to get up quickly and just run back on defense. $1,000 to watch that. I would also like to see that. Now, speaking of donating money, and I swear we're going to get to analytics, Stephen and Rockwall, and he did this last year. I I did ask my wife about the kissing thing. I don't, I don't still don't know if I'm on board with that. But he said he would like to start the bidding for the peace run sheet at $350. We did this last year. The run sheet for peace is a monster, and we all signed it for him. And he came up into the studio, donated the money to My Possibilities, picked up the run sheet, and it was an amazing thing. So... We thank Steven in advance very much, or if anybody else wants to bid on the run sheet, I'm sure we can make that happen as well. I forgot to get everybody to sign the chair. Well, we can do that. It's not hard. Sean to, will be here. RJ will like be on here, yeah. Monday to get everybody. Everyone will be oh, coming in tomorrow. So I just need to get a silver Sharpie so everybody can sign the chair tomorrow. Exactly. And by the way, we're going to be auctioning off two of your chairs, Mike. If you go to 1053thefan.com, is Paul Worth, who bought the chair last year. He's going to sign it, bring it back in, donate it back into the pool, and we're going to hopefully keep this tradition going. All right. Reggie, by the way, Reggie is fine. He'll be back. Where's Reggie? Tomorrow. Well, he's doing the what get right. What happened to Reggie, though? He is doing the get right. And from the 469, thank you so much to the Tolos. They sent a Baby Yoda mobile to the house which we got yesterday for baby Noah. It is very, very sweet. Appreciate y'all very it's much. just turned into a professional photographer because I feel like she's doing a really good job of making Noah look like the cutest child ever. He is very, very cute. Really throwing it in all the other child's faces. <laughs> I don't know if that is her plan, but trust me, there are also other pictures where he looks like he will murder you with his intense eyes. Now, we talked a lot about this leading into the game. Exactly why were the Cowboys favored in this game. Now, I know you can look back. Yeah, this was a weird thing for me. Okay, so like... But they did win, I know, by a lot. I know, but like going into the game, we were all somewhat perplexed as to how the Cowboys were the favorites in this game, That's an understatement, but I appreciate you. Okay, so I decided to do some research about why it was, and then I found out it was the analytics of the game. That led to, and I'll let you comment on this however you want. I'm just going to lay out yeah. some stuff that I was reading off of different analytic sites. It was really fascinating to me. So here's how it goes. This is how the sentence starts on a site I was reading. Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. It might have been the ringer. Despite the 8-1 and one record, advanced stats paint Minnesota as decidedly average. So that right there would make Bill Parcells' Agreed. head explode. Yep. Is you are what your record says you are at this point. Is So analytics had them as average. Heading into that game, Kevin O'Connell's team was 17th in DVOA. So some people Explain are... Explain DVOA. I will. <clears throat> some people are probably like, I, I know exactly what that is, so don't bother. But for the people who don't... DVOA, defense adjusted value value over average. So it's essentially the new the numerical value versus an average player. So like if you had a 20% running back, it would mean your running back was 20% better than gotcha. your run of the mill. It's just like another War. kind of yes, exactly. And so they were middle of the pack in terms of defensive 
DVOA. And then they were 29th in yards allowed, 16th in expected points added per play on offense. So, like, mediocre across the board. And then we talked about the pass coverage grade. They were 22nd in pass coverage. Again, this is analytics, and I want to know what people think about analytics when it comes to football because we talk about analytics so much when it comes to baseball. And so that's when the EPA jumps in there, okay? So EPA, for example, and sorry if you already know this, but I know a lot of our listeners are, like, not entirely sure. So that's your expected points. And if you start first and 20 from your own 20-yard line, your expected points is 0.7. So they're like, there's like a 10% chance he'll score a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say on that first play, you complete a 20-yard pass. Now, all of a sudden, your expected points are 2.06. Okay. So your EPA just increased 1.36. So that's another spot where Minnesota was 22nd. And so the dynamic of how different these things were fascinated me because when you look at it on the surface, the Cowboys are going on the road against an eight and one team. Why in the hell would they be favored? Right. But the analytic people who a lot of times set these lines and set like the ESPN power predictors and everything like that. They said, Minnesota is average, average, average. And Dallas is not in certain areas. Well, that's, that's good information. No, Kevin, where do I find that again? Internet.com. Yes. Internet.com. I I pieced it together. Numbers in there too, if you want. I pieced it together from four different sites, but I started with the (laughs) ringer, but I pieced it together from four different sites. Okay. Cause I need to be like, I need this information, Kevin, whenever I'm doing betting with Basics, so I can make the right picks. Cause I've been screwing up lately. Okay. Well then that go in my gut. That leads to my next question then. Would you trust, seeing as how it seemed preposterous, that the Cowboys were favored in that game? And then they beat the living crap out of Minnesota. Does that give the nod, at least a little bit, to some analytic perspective on setting these lines? At times, yes. I mean, like there are things, obviously, I mean, Choppy just pointed out earlier, 60-40, right? 40% of the time it could still fail. Like That's still the the possibility that it's going to go wrong. So, I mean... Who knew that there would be a power outage for eight minutes in the Patriots Jets game? That the and how much that affects nobody right. knows that. Analytics can't tell you that. I just think that in this, this is where it gets confusing to me. And I think it should get confusing to owners who are just hiring people who've never played the sport. And I think that's fair. You know, Mike, I'm just telling you no, the no, information. No. I'm and not I, saying you better. One hundred percent. And I love all this information. What if I do it a hundred percent of the time? Does it still does it still produce a sixty percent number? It, because sixty percent of the time it works. Let's just say it used to be on fourth and three from the other team's forty-five yard line. Teams would rarely go for yes. it. They would try to punt the ball inside the ten yard line. Well, now we see a lot more teams go for it because the analytics say you should go for it. But as we gain more and more and more and more and more information. Is it still working at the same percentage that it's working at? Because the more times you do it, the more teams are ready for you to do that. I think that's a great point because, and I understand what RJ is saying about the probability of it all. It's, let's it's take, why you can't get fired as an analytic person you're like, because you're like, I'm, I'm just giving you the numbers yeah. and the numbers can adjust. And now I've made new numbers for the adjustments that the numbers and if you just say, well, let's just always go with the numbers, which it seems like a lot of owners are trying to do. 
It just leads down this horrible path. And you already heard the counter argument from RJ, which I do think is fair. I see his point is, like, let's say that specific scenario was laid out. 60% of the time you make it, 40% of the time you don't. Well, that would be great if we got to play this game 100 times. But you get to play it the one time. And so if it doesn't work, it can be catastrophic. But RJ's point was, but the numbers still said you should have gone for it. So it was still the right decision, even if you got the wrong outcome. And I I know I go back to my career, but the numbers would say I'm a better pitcher behind in the count than ahead in the count. I was one of, I was a few people that would, the Nationals were like, this is amazing, but batting average (laughs) against, you're better in a 102-0-3-1 count than you are in like an 0-1-0-2-1-2 count. But it was because I had a great changeup. It was a very good pitch for me. But that didn't mean I should intentionally get to 102031. <laughs> it just meant that I had a very good pitch behind in the count that I could get a guy to pull the ball on the ground to usually against the right hander to the left side of the field. But it doesn't mean I should put myself in bad situations because my numbers are better in bad situations. It just meant that I had that pitch. And if I threw a changeup 100% of the time, in those counts, they're major league hitters. They're not dumbasses. And just like defenders or offensive players in NFL, they're not, they have a human brain. They will start recognizing if you never hand the ball off and you just do play action 100% of the time, I guarantee you that those linebackers are smart enough not to come up every time. You have to hand the ball off, even if it's 20% of the time. You do have to hand the ball off. I don't know the exact percentage, and nobody really does know that. But you have to at least hand the ball off once or twice out of dropping back for the linebackers to really think, okay, they do hand the ball off. Because you get to the fourth quarter and you literally have handed the ball off zero times. They're going to be like, guess what? They're not handing the ball off. Yeah, man, I think that that, that I I love having the numbers and the information. And I think the best coaches can meld it all together and then recognize in-game. We've been whooping their ass at this all day long. (laughs) Uh But the numbers say we shouldn't be doing this. Yet here we are. In a big moment, I'm going to trust that we're going to do it again. And, and you know, I, like that's where when Bill Belichick is was doing this, Kevin, exactly what you're saying. Bill Belichick had a guy up in the booth that he would say, hey, run versus pass, what are our percentages? And then and this he is, could decide Yeah, and then he'd say, okay, I'm going to go with this based on that. But a lot of other stuff throughout the day, he'd go, man, man, that, that guy showed up today. Now, who knew that this guy was going to have this type of effort? And that's the human part of it. The best coaches, the best managers in the world can meld both of those worlds and uh, both of those together and really win. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, should the Jets just go ahead and bench Zach Wilson for a bit? We'll discuss it right here on 105.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This segment brought to you by Frankel & Frankel. There's a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck. So companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you. Frankly, you need Frankel & Frankel. The cons- consultation is always free. Visit truckwreck.com. Back here on KNC, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Let's go ahead and fire off that amazing punt return from Sunday. From the 16-yard line, Marcus Jones. Got a block from Schooler. Here he goes. He's going to try to beat the punter. He does. He's gone. And that is a touchdown. Now, that touchdown won the game for New England. But something that we've been talking about for many weeks now is the absolute garbage fire that has been Zach Wilson. Now, clearly, that has been covered up by the fact that they've been winning. The Jets have been having an excellent season. But this, I don't know if it's the last straw, but when Robert Sala said he's not committing to Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback this weekend against the Bears, do you think it's time to go ahead and sit him for a while? Because he has been terrible. I'm going to say no. And I'm not a Zach Wilson hater. I'm not a Zach Wilson lover either. And I know that there... You'd have to be a mom yeah. for that. Yeah. But I oh do God. know like, one of my friends thinks he was the best quarterback in the draft class two years ago. It's not playing out that way so far. But I did mortgage everything for him. I, I got yeah. to number two. I decided this is the guy we're going to build our franchise around. And I don't think you should quit on a 23-year-old. I would give him – look, if he fails the last six, seven games of the year, and I know he's been failing throughout this season, and somehow you're still winning at times. But I got to see what I have. I can't just go back to – is it Joe Flacco? I mean, I, or, yeah, he's one of the options. There, are, There's I, another one. What's What's the point I, I of guess, going to – of doing that? I guess my thought would be not – it doesn't have to be for good – but would you bench him for, or would you consider benching him for a couple games, seeing if it jump-started the team or the offense, especially since some of his players seem to be in revolt, right? Like, so there might be more to this, but Garrett Wilson, for example, came out and was talking about the offense and said, this S is not okay, straight up, it's not okay. How many total yards did we have? That S is not going to fly. We got the dudes. It's time to be consistent. It's time to win. And then, perhaps more concerning, Sauce Gardner and John Franklin Myers accidentally liked tweets talking about how Zach Wilson is not playing well. One of them came from Jordan Lewis because after the game, Zach Wilson was asked, did you let your team down or did you let your defense down? He said no. And so there's all these highlights circulating, and one of them is of a gift wrap turnover, and Jordan Lewis quote tweeted it and said, you don't owe your defense with four question marks at Zach Wilson, and Sauce Gardner liked that. And then he was like, oh, no, it was an accident. 
And then another one of his teammates liked it, and they're like, oh, man, that was an accident. And so, like, I believe this accident. is still a team that could make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not I, saying they're going to make I, the Super Bowl or whatever. I think if you bench Zach Wilson, you're saying he's finished with the Jets. I, I, that's that's okay. where I'm at. I think if you do as this, as opposed to just like a couple weeks. Yes, I, I okay. think you're. I think you're saying Zach Wilson is finished, and we have to now find our next quarterback next year because it's not on our roster. I don't believe they're going with Joe Flacco for the next two right. or four years. So if you do this, then I think you have to look at drafting a different person, trading for a Kyler Murray or something like that. If that's the way you want to go go about it, but I do think you have to. Maybe you have to sit down, Zach, and go, Zach, we love you. That's why we drafted you number two. But you're not improving, and your teammates are starting to believe that you're not the guy. Now, that might not be the best thing to do because his confidence might be completely and totally shot already. But I just think you have to give him the rest of this season. I, I think that what if you sit him? You Let's just give you a positive sure. way. You sit him. You say, look, he's not going to be our quarterback. Joe Flacco goes out and they win 10 games and they sneak into the playoffs. Right. You're going to go back to Zach Wilson in the offseason and go, Zach, you're, there, you're the guy again. Do you think the teammates are going to feel better about that after you no. took him out and you made the playoffs? Because they would be against that, right? Right. You did, The players would be like, what are we doing? We just made the playoffs. Let's upgrade the quarterback, not go dip back down to the guy who we had to get, get away from to, to have a chance to make the playoffs. Is that tough for the head coach in a day and time when you are not frequently given the additional time and benefit of the doubt. Like, if you're Robert Sala, what I'm saying is you can make the playoffs. I understand the headaches it causes, but do you think he looks at it and he's like, oh, for F's sake, our offense is terrible with him. Was Sala part of drafting Zach Wilson? I think he was. He was there, yes. Okay. I don't know if it was his choice, but, I mean, he's a head coach. He gets a quarterback as soon as he walks in the door. And he's he has his opportunity to work with this kid. I mean, it looks like Zach Wilson's going to be a flop as a quarterback. Right now, you yeah. have to say it looks like he's not going to be able to be a quarterback. He is only 23 years old. That's true. But at the same time, it, it looks bad. But I think if you quit on him now, I would just put it as, I know this is very tough to do. We're not really following the Jets or watching them. We're just seeing the stats. If this was the Cowboys situation... And Dak Prescott was totally finished, and then you drafted Zach Wilson number two, and Zach Wilson was right now, right here, you're six and four. Would you be like, screw it, we're totally done with Zach Wilson, and we need to find another quarter. We're not going to have a top pick this year because we do have six wins already, so what do you do? And that's where I think I would consider sitting him for a game or two. Or maybe I would sit him for a game and see how it goes from there. And then are you praying you lose? Uh I don't honestly If you win he can't get back no, in. No, that's a great question. Honestly, I'm not sure. Because I was just thinking through that, I was like, because if you win, you're gonna stay with Flacco. But if you lose, then maybe you go back to Zach Wilson. But then are the feelings so hurt? Zach Wilson, I don't know how mentally strong he is. I don't know if he can be like, that's F and right. And he's like ready to hype himself back up, or he's like, "See, I told you it's not my fault." What, what's your goal with this team right now? I think your if goal you're, has if you're to Sala, be to make the playoffs. Make the playoffs. Yeah, I do. I think I, Zach Wilson can make the playoffs. Okay. I think this team can win despite the quarterback. Okay. Can I give you two stats to try to change your mind? Maybe even in spite of the quarterback. Okay. I'm going to try to change your mind with two stats. One of them is totally stupid, but I think it's amazing. The Jets had more punts, 10, than they did completions on Sunday. But here's the stat you really need to know. 
The New York Jets have more letters in their name, 11, than yards they gained in the second half. They gained seven yards in the second half. That's not good. <laughs> that's, not, that's poor. I just think that's an amazing stat. Um, I know it doesn't help out anything. It also doesn't help that you gave up like a 60-yard return, you know, to, to give up the booty oh, to the lose first, that game. Yeah, the first punt return touchdown uh, of the year. The I, th- I think you, I really do think this defense, the rest of the team, is ready to win without or you know with the quarterback, no matter what. Not necessarily as the guy that they love. Maybe he rubs people the wrong way in the locker room, and that's something you have to you have to know who your leadership in that locker room is and be able to go talk to those guys. How how do you navigate that then? Because somebody did bring up. Somebody texted him from the 682. His comments after the game are why you bench him. That simple comment, because he did not elaborate. The question was, do you think he let the defense down? He said no. And that was the end of it. And, like, that one in particular seems to have agitated a lot of people. How do you manage the the locker room? That's tough because... You know, if you're a defender, you're like, when, the hell you didn't. If you pitch bad, and I think a quarterback and a pitcher are a very similar position on how much you control the game, is you got to know when you played bad. And I think that's what's ticking off his teammates the most. Yeah, It's okay that you played bad. We don't want you to play bad. Sure. We need you to play good. But if you don't even know you played bad, how are we supposed to get better? How are we going to get better if you believe you played good? Yeah, and I think that is the problem, and I don't know how to manage that. Sorry, guys. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but our auction page is live. Oh, dear. And the squirrel, the squirrel on the stripper pole is already up. I just wanted to point that out, that people have already bid on it, so that's happening. I'm going to have to reach (laughs) back out to the very nice individual who donated that, and perhaps... Ask for another one. <laughs> nah, we're doing. We're doing. You know what? Maybe we'll do that next year. I saw they had some uh, some raccoons playing poker that I really thought was, oh, was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Somebody's right. He sounds like a spoiled cocky brat. I do get. And it. guys in locker rooms don't like that. You know what? You got to find the guy that people rally around. For some reason, everybody in the San Francisco locker room loves Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, they they though that team will play with and for him for whatever reason. People love Dak. You got to have a guy that people are willing to go play for and knows the right things to say after a game whenever asked questions like that. Yeah. I don't know if this dude is just like oblivious to it all, doesn't take any good coaching. Like whatever he's seeing on the field isn't working for him right now. So there's a lot of problems that this team has to has to figure out. But Kevin, they're not in position to go draft their next quarterback because they're winning. Yeah. Their draft, they're they're gonna have to figure out their draft status in the future here. So, but they have the rest of the team built. So you either figure out a way to get this guy, you know, in tune with what's going on, or you got to figure a way out to get picks for him and other things. And I bet you could if they decided to go that route. And I, I will point this out. I think this is a great point from the 469. Dak would never say that. That's one of the things I love about him. I, I juxtapose that after the Green Bay game when people are like, oh, what about the officials and the penalties? And he goes, that's an excuse. And he's like, we're yeah. be- we're better than that. And I that is a that is a thing I love about Dak's him. leadership is great, and Zach Wilson is showing a lot of not Early only on, bad traits yeah. on the field, but bad traits off the field too. And um, and I don't know this. I just wonder 
Playing in New York is very tough. And I sure. just I wonder when you're drafting a quarterback for New York, just like the same thing in all the other sports, like Jalen Brunson is handling New York tremendously well. But he grew up in that environment, yeah, so understands that environment. I wonder how you ask the right questions or right. do the right interview to understand this kid can handle it. This yeah. kid cannot stick think, him in Jacksonville. I think, yeah, I think the worst thing that happened to Zach Wilson, and he's probably going to be a failure as a quarterback. I'm, I'm admitting that he's probably going to be a failure, yet I'm saying play him because I have to see what my number two pick can do because at the end of the year, I need to maybe mortgage my first round picks. Yeah. I need to trade Zach Wilson to like, I got to get rid of him as soon as possible. So if a team will give me a couple seconds or whatever it is, the way that uh, the Cardinals quickly moved on from the, uh, was it UCLA quarterback? Yeah, Rosen. Rosen. He's horrible, right? Josh Rosen. I thought he was going to be good. He was horrible. And they made the right decision. And so maybe you have to move on from Zach Wilson because if you give him another year and he's this bad again next year, nobody's going to give you anything yeah. for him because he never showed a Carson Wentz-like spark that Wentz had for that 2017 and season. And you, you have a with the rest of your team. Somebody pointed out how this Cowboys front right now, their defensive line, you have them in a nice little window where they're signed and they're pretty years. cheap. Yeah. You only have this Jets team in the way that it's built right now for a couple years yeah. before you waste it and go, we wasted it for that guy. Yeah. So you got to, I mean, that's, and again, this is Sala, this is the GM. They have to be working in conjunction together to oh, know wait. what they're doing. Did you see Robert Sala after the game? He said in the second half, the team's offense played like dog ass. Nice. And it's honesty, right? There. It is. And then, by the way, shout out to Marcus Jones for the Patriots who returned that punt for a touchdown. He is the sixth player in NFL history to return a game winning punt for a touchdown in the final two minutes of regulation or in overtime since the merger. And it hadn't been done since Patrick Peterson in 2011. So, well done, Marcus Jones. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bassick. Let's talk about the future of Justin Verlander and how in are the Rangers next. KNC back here on 105.3 The Fan, and it's time for some Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bassick. Man, I'm really excited about this offseason because it seems like the Rangers are involved in a lot of rumors, but doesn't that sound familiar, guys? Oh, yeah. And, and so you feel like it's going to end. I feel like, and we're all lifelong Rangers fans. Yeah. I feel like it's going to end with a lot of post gaming of, well, I mean, we were there. We made, we made our offer and you're like, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. I was having a conversation last night and the Rangers seem to be maybe interested in some veteran um, free agents who aren't pitchers who are maybe more infielders or outfielders, which is interesting to me the because... The infielder part especially, right? Josh Young. Yeah. Uh, Lowe just won your Silver Slugger Award at first base. And I know, look, defensively, you could you could upgrade a lot there and you could move Lowe to DH if you wanted to. Now, Garver is still under contract, who I don't think he's going to catch anymore. I know he's going to try to come back and be a catcher, but I look at Garver and look at him more as a DH and maybe a little bit of a first baseman than a catcher to try to keep him healthy. Yeah. And then you've spent a zillion dollars on your middle infield. So it's really tough when I hear that the Rangers are possibly looking at middle infield help or infield help going, where in the world are they going to play? Plus, you have Ezekiel Duran. You have Josh Smith. You have those two guys who are younger guys that – 
if injuries happen or if guys get hurt that you think that they would. And then Justin Foskey is a first-round pick from Mississippi State who was in AA last year. Like, he I, should be close to helping you out. Can I ask you a question about that then? Do you get the sense the names you're hearing are people that you're like, no, this person is coming in to start and they're not leaving? Or do you think it's somebody who could be like, Kind of a stopgap, and you're like, yeah, no, they'll probably start, but if we have to bench them monetarily, it wouldn't break us. You, you like, know, like, are they lower tier? Like, oh, this guy's going to cost us $3 million. If we had to bench him to pave the way for Josh Young, we'll survive. I think they're – it's a great question. I don't want to get too I – can't, I can't say everything I know. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put it that way. You asked a great question, and I can't say everything I know. So just to be honest, yeah. without, without spilling beans. On air, yeah, yeah, I appreciate okay. it. Um, on beans, but <laughs> I, I wonder, I think that the Rangers could be going, look, we love Josh Young, but he doesn't have a lot of professional experience because of COVID because of right. injuries. Uh, and so there's a possibility Josh Young in April bats 150. And yeah. if he does, then third base is going to be open for a while until Josh Young gets more seasoning in the minor leagues. And we can trust him a little yeah. bit more because Jared Kilnick was doing pretty darn good for the Seattle Mariners down in the minor leagues and can't hit in the major leagues to save his life. And so that is the tough part about prospect. Right. And so that's where I think the Rangers possibly are on on some certain situations. Obviously, left field is somewhat wide open. And that's why I was curious about the outfielders, because infield I was like, oh, I thought we were pretty good. But outfield, let's figure this out. So let's stick with the Rangers right now in that situation. Uh, Over the weekend, I think big news happened because a former MVP who should be in his prime for the next five years, Cody Bellinger, got somewhat released from the Dodgers. They had the option of paying him $18 million or releasing him, and they released him. They said, look, we don't owe you any more money. You've been horrible now for three (laughs) years. I mean, horrible for three years. He, it's crazy. If I told you there was going to be a 27-year-old Rookie of the Year, MVP, two-time All-Star, Gold Glover on the market. You'd be like, "Oh, how much is that going to cost you?" I don't know, a buck fifty. Like they were like, "Pass." Yeah, we don't want him. So let me ask you guys this: I take a shot. That's my question: I Is know. do you take a shot? You can play him in right field. You can play him in center field. I guess you could play him in left field. He's been more primarily a right fielder. He's been a center fielder, and he's been a first baseman. Do you so think- I think that. There could be a fit here. Can he go you, at center field? Like if yes. I really needed him to be our center field. Yes, 100%. He made some unbelievably great plays. Remember, when they traded for Mookie Betts, he moved to center field oh, and yeah, made right. some unbelievably great plays here in Arlington at right. the World Series. So I'm wondering with Cody Bellinger, with left field being open, I know Adolis Garcia can move to left field. He's been a productive left fielder for you before when you had Joey Gallo in right field. So I could get Cody Bellinger. I could play him in right field. If Leody Tavares and Bubba Thompson, who you're not sure what yeah. they can bring to a major league team, you can put him in center field and he can be a very good defensive center fielder. You can move him to first base. If all of a sudden things start happening in the outfield and Cody Bellinger needs to move to first base, he can be a very good defensive first baseman for you. But the whole thing is, is he can't bat 160 with 15 home runs. That's the big issue is you got to believe you can get him close to you two 2019, 300 batter, 47 home runs, 125 RBIs. And I don't know if he'll ever do that again, but he has proven to be good in the major leagues. I think I would be willing to take a chance because it felt like if it hit, 
it would hit amazingly. Yeah. Although on the flip side, if it doesn't, you're like, oh, crap. He is a Scott Boris guy. Now, I don't know Chris Young's relationship with Scott Boris. I don't believe Chris Young was a Scott Boris client when he okay. played. I- I'm pretty sure he wasn't. John Daniel seemed to have had a great relationship with Scott Bob Boris. Boris. So I don't know if that relationship is still there with the Texas Rangers. That's one of the things is when you let go of John Daniels, and I understood why they let go of John Daniels. It's now six years of below average baseball in Texas. But I do think he did have a good link, a good relationship with Boris clients. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what I'm saying. Cody Bellinger is a Boris client. At some point, not now, but at some point, I would love to hear more discussion about how the Scott Boris operation works and how, like, if you ain't big time, like, here, go pick up with the intern or go pick up with one of my other agents. Oh, he has tons of agents. So, yeah. yes, you have to be A-Rod. He's, I don't know how hard he's going to work for Cody Bellinger now that he's yeah. fallen off, but his other guys will. His sure. other agents will work hard. Because they're to, trying to move up the ladder and everything, yeah. And what does Cody Bellinger want? Does he want a three-year deal? Does he want a one-year, $8 million deal to make good? I, I don't know, and I don't know his, his true market because there's another guy on the market that's very similar to him. His name's Joey Gallo, mm. who's a free agent, too. Remember? Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, both guys are Boris guys, and both guys have had tremendously horrible 2022s, and I don't know how much the Dodgers want back Joey Gallo. Obviously, they're not opposed to maybe bringing back Cody Bellinger, but at a very small number, and Boris believes he's going to get a bigger number. But I wouldn't mind taking a chance on Cody Bellinger on a one-year Ten million or less contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. once you get over ten million dollars, you're expecting maybe something that he can't do. All I, right, I I love Nemo. Uh, is that is that? I know y'all. I've heard y'all discuss with, with him New before. York Mets, yeah, I love that dude. He can play in my outfield anytime. Is is? Can I try and find a way to get him? I think so. I, that, I mean, you just have to outbid everybody. And the thing is about bringing players to Texas, which Ranger fans have to realize, and maybe the Rangers have to realize too. You're bringing them to a team that doesn't look like they're ready to make the playoffs. Yeah. The hope is you make the playoffs in, let's say, 2024 Can or I, something like that. I, I, You know I am in lockstep with you. I do not know if I believe at all that is how the ownership group views this. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, I think they're like. Are they now? Yeah, I think they're they like, too. we get this guy, we get that guy, put us in the playoffs. I don't think right. it's that like that, but I think they do. I, Yeah. And I and I think they. You need, know what I'm saying, though. No, you're a hundred. I think you're right on that. I don't know Ray Davis at all. I've never met Ray Davis. I'd love to meet Ray Davis, yeah. uh, but I never have. And I think that there's a little bit of living in non-reality on where the Rangers organization is at. I think next year, if you play 81 and 81 baseball, if you get to 500. Oh, my God. You only won 68 games last yeah. year. That'd be a 13-game improvement. That's not anywhere close to making the playoffs. Yep. And then the next year, you go from 81 and 81 to possibly 90 and 72. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A lot of things happened that went well. Yeah. You, made, you made great trades. You had great free agent signings. Some of your prospects like Owen White and Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker are starting to really pay off. Uh, you know, whether it's Justin Foscue. I was talking to somebody, and I was like, Man, for some of these things to happen, it makes me think that the Rangers are really shopping a lot of their quantity. Okay, to flip it for a quality pitcher or something. Which seems like a good idea. Especially since a lot of the quantity feels 
kind of double uppy. Right, especially middle it, infield, yeah. right? I mean, you're talking about Josh Smith. He makes a lot of sense at second base. Ezekiel Duran makes a lot of sense at second base. Justin Foscue was drafted from Mississippi State at second base. And I get they can play other positions, but if you're going to be a third baseman, third basemen are considered guys that should be able to pop 30 home runs and put up 80 or more RBIs. I don't think Josh Smith, Duran, or Justin Foscue fit into the 30 home run, 80 to 100 RBI category, where it's second base. I know we have a power hitting second baseman, but second basemen are kind of like, dude, 15 to 25 home runs, 240 batting average, as long as you're playing a good solid defense. Uh, we can live with that. We want to OPS. If your OPS is 800, you're doing great at second base. Hell I put yeah. that at third base. We're not doing so hot. I put that in left field. We're not doing so hot. <laughs> well, maybe right now you are. Maybe the way baseball's trending, you'll be just fine at that. Yeah. Now, maybe we'll talk about this a little bit tomorrow. I'm running out you of time. You got a lot here. of time tomorrow, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. 13 and a half hours. I can't wait. By the way, a lot of really cool baseball stuff on the website, a lot of cool just sports memorabilia stuff on the website. I'll leave the Chris Bassick talk, not Bassick. Bassett (laughs) from the Oakland A's slash the New York Mets. We'll talk about that tomorrow in an article that I found that I really like with uh, Derek Holland tomorrow. But go to the website. It's live. Where's the website at, guys? Uh, it's at 1053thefan.com, and you just with click. With numbers. Yeah, just, yes, with numbers. <laughs> Don't have to spell it out. It, uh, if you go to it, by the way, 1053thefan.com slash peaceathon, all right, and just type in, and peaceathon, I-E-C-E, uh, and you just click right there on the click here to make a bit. It'll take you directly to the, the items page, and you can go check and browse it out. And currently, Kevin, we're up to $5,000 already in bids. It, there's a lot of things. <laughs> Tell me that. I get obsessed with that. There's a lot of things that you can win yes. and get for 20 bucks, for 30 bucks. You can make just straight donations, but if you're like, man, I want a Dirk Nowitzki rookie card. Yes. We have that. And it's probably going to be, I don't know, let's say a $25 to $50 item. I don't, it range, might go yeah. a little bit higher than that, but if you want a, a really cool card or if you want a really cool piece of memorabilia, maybe a magazine that you just think is really cool and looks like art, like a TCU-SMU yes. magazine from the, the 70s. When the game took place at the Cotton Bowl. That, yeah. that is a thing that we absolutely have. By the way, let me just go and throw this out there, and then I know we get, we really got to move, Mike. Okay, I know you know that. I'm done. I'm done. Is No, this is on me. Is if you donate... Kevin.Hagland at odyssey.com. If you're interested in coming up, if you donate $25 or more. And bring tacos. Yes. And he wants to bring food, then Mike will be more welcoming. 13 and a half hours. I need tacos. You're allowed to come up if you donate $25 or more. Just shoot me a copy of your receipt. But then Mike won't like you. But if you bring tacos and donate, then Mike will think you're the best. That'd be awesome. Waterburger has the taquitos, but you know if you want to make it here tomorrow, uh, you might hey, want to go somewhere. This else. is the show. Thirteen and a half hours. You okay. can make it in the Waterburger window. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on one hundred five through the fan. Coming up next, let's talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider Mickey Spagnola right here on one hundred five through the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.